Good afternoon. My name is Ryan Berg. I'm a research fellow in Latin America studies at the American Enterprise Institute, and I'm joined once again by Eric Farnsworth, who's the vice president of the America Society Council of the Americas here in Washington. We're going to talk today about Central America and specifically the Biden administration's plan uh, for a significant infusion of cash in the region, uh, a plan uh, or a, 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 an initiative that we've seen before in previous administrations. Uh, Eric, can you give us a little scene setter for what the Biden administration is talking about doing in Central America? Absolutely. And it's great to join you again, Ryan. Always appreciate the opportunity to do so. Uh, this is a longstanding desire of the new administration. It sounds ironic to say longstanding, but in fact, when the president was vice president, he led an effort on behalf of the United States to uh, bring significant new assistance to Central America to try to help develop the region economically and socially. Uh, with a goal to uh, increase uh, jobs, of course, in the region for uh, people to find and to remain in their own country so that uh, indeed they wouldn't feel pressured to uh, migrate to the United States and it would help relieve some of those issues that the U.S. was facing at the time and continues to face. So this is something that has been part of the discussion for a long while and clearly seems to be a, a real priority of the new administration now going forward. But you know, the point you raise, Ryan, is a really good one. It's not just that the Biden administration and before that, the Obama administration uh, were focused on this. These are longstanding issues, aren't they? Is this the first time, uh, you know, that this uh, effort could have success or what, what, what will make it different this time, uh, particularly given the fact that uh, the region is pretty complicated these days? Complicated is the is the right word, Eric. Um, you know, we we've been in uh, some pretty difficult spots before in Central America as well. But uh, on top of everything that the region is dealing with, you of course have the, the overlay of of COVID nineteen as well, and so that's yet another factor um, uh, in this equation. And in the the difficult time, I think the region is going to have in in terms of recovering its economic performance and providing real jobs and opportunities and economic mobility. Uh, for people if if indeed one of the reasons for assistance is to uh, stem the flow of, of migration and, and those push factors north. Absolutely. And, you know, so not only do you have health factors, and uh, we talked a little bit about the economic issues, but don't forget uh, the region was hit by not one but two massive hurricanes just a few months ago, uh, creating some social dislocations. And we also have the ever-present issue of security uh, that uh, is stemming from drug trade and corruption and all kinds of uh, horrible illegalities. Uh, you know, it's really tough to be a citizen in some countries in Central America these days. You almost wonder, is there any alternative to trying to migrate to the United States? I think that's the fundamental question. How do you get uh, these societies to find their footing again so that their own citizens find more hope for a future in their own countries rather than the dangerous, trying the dangerous trip to the United States. Yeah, in terms of um, stemming that flow, a lot of the research uh, that I'm sure we've both seen uh, shows that the per capita incomes in countries that are able to stem uh, migratory flows outward have to reach about 8,000 US dollars per capita. And the last time I checked, um, the countries of the Northern Triangle in Central America, that is Honduras, El Salvador and Guatemala are pretty far from that number. And so we're talking about a lot of upward progress here and, and uh, economic opportunities that would have to be brought forward in order to, uh, to get in line with that research on what says uh, on what countries are able to do in terms of keeping migratory flows uh, uh, at bay. 
Yeah, that's really a good point. But, you know, it, it says to me then there's a huge opportunity uh, for the Biden, Biden administration. In fact, other countries as well who might be donor countries. Uh, but, you know, we got to make sure then that this time, to the extent we're putting uh, billions of dollars, literally, of U.S. taxpayer assistance into development in Central America, that it goes toward uh, issues that uh, will help develop the region sustainably for the long term. And, you know, that often means things like uh, that, that aren't really sexy to talk about or that don't hit the newspaper headlines, but, you know, things like uh, infrastructure development, things like uh, job creation through regulatory reforms and uh, education so that you have citizens who are able to take the jobs that exist because they're trained for them, telecommunication services, all kinds of things we could go into. But, you know, this is the blocking and tackling of, of economic development. And to the extent that the United States could help support some of those initiatives, that'll help create jobs in the region uh, that, in fact, uh, I think the citizens really are looking for. So it's it's a matter of the old proverb, do you give uh, somebody a fish to eat or do you teach him how to fish uh, to feed himself and his family for the longer term? Yeah, I like that focus, Eric, on the, the things that are going to make uh, quotidian life in Central America uh, much better for the average citizen as opposed to the big flashy project, uh, such as a stadium, for example, that the, the average uh, Salvadoran uh, wouldn't step foot in. Uh, and so I like I like that focus of of sort of the everyday needs and the the everyday things that will will make a tangible uh, improvement uh, in the lives of of everyday uh, folks in Central America. The last thing I'm going to say, and we're almost out of time here, is that the, the one of the biggest challenges the Biden administration will face is some pretty difficult partners in the region as well. So if that weren't enough, we've also got some uh, difficult partners. 